Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Episode 78, Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan. Thanks for joining me again this week. And what a week it's been for me from beautiful Sudbury, Ontario. Cats out of the bag. We're working on a show named Shorzy. Letter Kenny spinoff. Uh, it should be awesome. I can't go too deep. We, we're, we're sworn to secrecy with most of this stuff, but uh, they started doing promos yesterday. Um. All I can say is that it's uh, it should be interesting. Uh, it's a hockey show in this world. Okay, uh, Shorzy, those who watch Letter Kenny, which is most of my listeners, uh, you know Shorzy's quite the character. Well, he moves to Sudbury and never wants to lose a senior hockey game again. Okay, so those uh, that are working on the show again, I'm not going to give away too many plot lines, but. There's a lot of uh, like meta reality type stuff going on because we, you know, in this world, these players get brought in to help Shorzy win. But we are actually players that are being brought in to work on this show, to play on this team. Um, those who hockey fans out there, you'll know uh, Brandon Nolan, Jordan Nolan, 
legendary Ted Nolan's sons. Uh, Brandon played in Carolina and would have played longer for sure. He had a concussion, some post-concussion syndrome that affected him for a couple of years. I know what that's like, unfortunately. Happened in the middle of his career, but he did get NHL games in. So like Ken Dryden says, once an NHLer, always an ex-NHLer. Brandon's a great guy. Jordan, Jordan got three Stanley Cups, two with the Kings. And I didn't realize he snuck in with uh, St. Louis and got one a couple of years ago. But he did. And they brought him in for veteran presence. He didn't play much, but uh, that's what you, you want uh, to have winners. You want to be uh, surround your your team with winners and uh, that's why he got brought in so three stanley cups which is just amazing in this day and age congrats to jordan as i get to know the nolans i realize that uh we would have been good teammates you know and that's what jared's done he's brought in these guys we got andrew Ans anson am i saying that right they call him the cannon hockey player turned mma fighter joe dolo who i had on last week i know you're all familiar with um you know he's Hockey player turned rapper uh, and gets more interesting by the day. We got Jacob Smith. We call him Fish. Uh, you'll see why when you watch. But, uh, he, you know, and Jacob, um, I didn't even realize he was going to be here. He played in the Maritime League with a couple uh, or a bunch of my buddies. But I, I know he played with Brandon Pye and Kyle Thibault, in particular, who are playing now in the Senior League at home. And at... Uh, Careers of their own, but I didn't even realize I was talking with Jacob here. And, you know, it's a small world. Uh, those of you that are fans of the hundred, and I know there's loads because since Bell Media announced this yesterday, I've had about 50 message. Hey, Jerry, are you working with Tasia Telez? Tasia Telez? I watched that show. I didn't realize Tasia was, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, I just call her T because I wasn't sure if I was saying that right. Um, I, I knew she was Canadian, but I didn't realize the, the impact that show had. She's got like a million followers. So I see why I'm getting so many messages now. Anyway. Um, yeah, she's in there. She plays Nat. Um, a lot of other established actors. Um, oh, uh, Ryan McDonald, uh, the crossing. You might uh, be familiar with him. He's been in a bunch of stuff and friends with Johnny Reardon who plays, uh, Hudson on Hudson and Rex. It's a small world. Max Buffer. Buffer, I hope you said B-O-U-F-F-A-R-D. He plays JJ. Uh, we got Harlan. I, I hope I'm saying this right. Harlan Blaine Kitway Hat. Kitway Hat? Anyway, we talk. We call him Harlow. He's here in the next room over. Uh, those of you that are fans of Tribal, he plays Sangunet in the show. Blair Lamora from Paranormal Night Shift. Anyway, a lot of actors, a lot of hockey players. Should be a laugh. Going to be some guest stars in Scott Thompson, Jonathan Torrens, Jacob Tierney, some Canadian legends. Anyway, I've been in this industry a while, um, crew, cast, whatever, and never had like a regular role in a TV series. And I know they're few and far between. And most people that start don't actually get here. And I realize that right now, certain things are hard work, uh, certain things are luck, and sometimes there's a little bit of a mix. Well, I'm not saying I didn't work hard to get here. I, I, I certainly did, but I can't even say my eyes were on the prize because I didn't think this was a possibility. I'd, I knew that I'd do some acting, living at home in Newfoundland. I didn't really want to move to Hollywood or to 
Toronto or Vancouver to pursue it because I miss my daughter too much. She's the most important thing in my life. And I would never, I had the opportunity a few years ago, you know, to move and to LA, if you can believe it. When it was after I was working with Momo and things, some opportunities came out there, but there's, I, you know, I'm happy with my life. I love where I am in Newfoundland and uh, spending time with my daughter every day. The hardest part of this, of course, being gone for a couple months is being without Penny Lane. But, but anyway, I, I certainly would do this. You know, if, I, I just didn't ever think it was a possibility, you know, to fly in somewhere for a couple of months and, and produce something and create something. And, you know, this is the brainchild of Jared Kiso for the most part, who plays, uh, well, sure, he plays Wayne and, letter kenny but shorzy as well and now this will be you know the next step for shorzy but you know what's been awesome is that we're in this room there's a lot of meta reality going on because we're all hockey players we all get brought in to do a job and we're getting to know each other in the room and uh nasty morasty by the way i'm not sure if i mentioned him lately but he was going to be my guest today and we actually can't get the fucking wi-fi to work in the goddamn hotel pissed off man had him ready to go anyway while we're in the room, we're seeing Jared. I mean, Jared Kiso was a hockey player, right? Like you look at elite prospects, he's got a page on there. Like he was legit junior B, junior A, junior C, played those levels and uh hard worker, but you know, he's more than passable as a pro hockey player. Uh, because he's, you know, to me, like I've said before, once you make the choice to play junior hockey and you know, to to make the leap from midget and minor hockey to junior is that step that a lot of hockey players take. And, and, and once you get, I mean, I can't speak for minor hockey, like I said before, you know, Bantam, you know, your parents are still in the room and shit, you know, but if you make the choice and you play junior, then you've, you've entered a world where, you know, it, it's, it's, it's relative to the NHL. And I mean, in a dressing room, you know, there's the leaders, there's the rookies, there's the, you know, the, the relationship with the coaches and the trainers, you know, all of a sudden you have a trainer, you have a massage therapist, whatever it is, boys go to the room every day, help each other out. I just mean like, once you play junior, it's a microcosm of a pro dressing room, right? There's similarities more so than a bantam dressing room where parents are fucking tying up skates and shit like that, complaining to the coach. Right. So what I'm saying is that Gerald's played, Jared has played a high level and knows what he's talking about. So he's creating this thing. He's a huge hockey fan. Fuck. He knows stats and players. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan. He's the guy knows his shit. Uh, so as we're in there, we're, we're getting to, be part of the process like as he's creating it and i can't tell you how rewarding that is for someone that's god i hate to say i'm an artist but you know i do write books and i do act and i create things and i appreciate being part of the process because jared i mean is on his way to becoming a canadian legend uh he also played don cherry those movies one and two there about 10 12 years ago I'm not sure you all made that connection, you know, and letter Kenny and he's done a lot more, but you know, he's not just acting, he's creating a lot of this stuff and he's vibing off 
you know, there's a script, but as we go out there and, you know, you, you, you riff off each other and that's why it's so beneficial for us all to be staying here together. The, it's just like a team, right? The, the more you get to know each other and hang out, the more success you'll probably have. So, you know, there's, it's a lot of layers to this and a lot of meta reality again, going on with the script and with actual life. So this is wild. Um, I can't talk too much more about this because we're sworn to secrecy to a point. But um, anyway, yeah, that's what's going on. And it's been such a blast so far. Now, the biggest thrill for me has been, uh, well, the whole week has been a thrill meeting all these people and, and getting to work on set. But, you know, the most intrigued I was was meeting John Nasty Morasty, man. Like, you know, the guy's a legend. He's had such, I mean, just go to YouTube. I'm, I'm assuming every single person listening to this knows who I'm talking about. If you don't, just go. And, and any one of his clips, they're just knock them down, drag them out. I recommend the two Jeremy Yablonski fights in the A. But, uh, and, and they're both from Meadow Lake, of all the places, a tiny place called Meadow Lake. And him and Yabo had some fucking unbelievable battles. But anyway, Nasty was set to come on. He's staying in a hotel room. 50 feet down the down the hall here but and i had him ready to go we i had a whole new i did a 45 minute preamble earlier i i you know the whole john morasty coming right up we had him ready to go we started his interview we were going and the wi-fi here at the hotel is piss poor so anyway i regret to tell you that this week no guest i promised it in my social media posts and all i can say is that i tried now are we stuck with no guests for the next month? I hope not. So what I'm going to do is put this one out here. I'm going to try to get nasty tomorrow and maybe release two next week, which is sporadic and inconsistent, but I'm sorry. There's not much I can do. We're here for a job more than anything. And to, I want to play this Ted Hitchcock as my, or Hitch as they affectionately call me in the script. And I'm, uh, you know, that's that's the number one thing I'm here for. But uh, I was looking forward to doing this podcast and having all these guys on Jordan Nolan, three Stanley Cups. Are you kidding me? Um, and every single person I'm working with here, I would love to have on the podcast. And I thought that's the way we were going to do it. But this shitty fucking Wi-Fi kind of prevents that. But trust me, I appreciate all of you tuning in. I really, really, really do. I'm humbled by that every week, seeing, you know, that we're getting more and more downloads and listeners. Sometimes I scratch my head. I don't know why. I just ramble on. But I appreciate you guys sticking with me. And I promise you that within three days, John Nasty Morasty will be on this program. Just couldn't pull it off today. Okay, so moving on from that. And, and thanks to everybody from, if there's anybody listening from Shorzy, I get it. It's, it's an absolute lucky break. I know it. And uh, I'm not trying to be humble and because I know there's a level of hard work and I've dedicated myself to this, but I also know that in the acting world to get to this level is, you know, not everybody gets to experience it. So I'm very, very fortunate. And I know that, and I appreciate it. I'm very aware how lucky we are. So thanks to everybody from Shorzy and tune in in the spring folks. This is going to be something to watch. There's nothing like it. I promise you there's been no hockey show like this. I don't want to start naming comparables, but trust me, all of them are kitty play. This is going to be, this is going to blow the doors off you if you're a hockey fan. I promise. Anyway, 
Moving on, people are asking me about the Montreal Canadiens. Um, <sighs> hey, Terry, do you think we should call for Bergevin's head? First of all, when you say we, just answering some, I'm reading some questions. When you say we, you know, are you putting me in that universe of people that hate Bergevin? Or, or are you saying that as a Habs fan? Either way, calling for his head, I think, is a little extreme. But should should it be time for some uh, for a change? For sure, I would. I I I don't know. Like it, it's hard when you lose leaders like Shea Weber, like just money in the wind. You know, he, he, unfortunately for him, he's had some injuries, but he's a huge presence. Say what you want about Price, but and that's a massive loss, right? Price is about to come back, but. Do you even really like what's he going to do when you the Stanley Cup? Probably fucking not. Right. I mean, I don't see them winning more than two or three games out of every 10. Now, what do you do? You're in the final and it's not your fault. All these, you know, Weber's not playing right now. Carey Price is set to make a comeback. But a healthy Carey Price to me is an asset. and You use you, you, you trade him for the better of your team and for him. I'm sure he wants to chase a cup with a team that can actually win. Guys like Petrie, I don't know, you can get something. But what I saw the other day watching that, or last night watching them play Pittsburgh was embarrassing, man. It was the most uninspired performance. They're not even hitting. They're just, oh, God. And who was it? Bueller at the end of the game, that insult to injury gets free with like five seconds left, snipes another one. God, they looked out of sorts. They looked bad. And I don't know. I know they got some young players, Suzuki, Caulfield, but bring in, I would just, Get rid of any veterans that can help any team that are going on a run. Bring in some guys that can help, like a Jason Spezza type, you know, that are veterans, but probably not going to get a whole lot on the market, but can help your young players like Caulfield and Suzuki and Evans and whoever you want to talk about there, Romanoff. Because they do have some young talent, but there just doesn't seem to be much direction. I don't think Bergevin has done a bad job over. I, I, I've at times been guilty of being quick to react, but the guy seems nice. He seems personable. He seems like he really wants to win. He's got a passion. He has made some decent trades, right? Players seem to like him, but as with their coach, Ducharme, is it Dominic Ducharme? Uh, you know, it. sometimes you just got to make changes. Now, that being said, if I'm another team, Talking about, say, Bergevin, I, I jump all over it if I need a GM. I think he's, I mean, you know the way it is. A lot of people I'm talking to, right? You got a job, whether it's your foreman or your, your, or your sales rep and your territory manager comes in or you're in, in a sport and it's your coach or a GM, whatever. You like it to be positive, right? You like positivity. I mean, sometimes a slave driver can get results, but in the end, it wears you down mentally, physically. And in the long run, it's usually, in my experience, the positive attitude and the people that you like to be around that went out. But Bergevin seems like that kind of a guy. People I know that played with him said he was a great teammate. When you see him on TV, you can see he cares. But when you go this long, and especially he's been there a while, and now this year, is, there becomes a bit of a stigma. And say a team like Ottawa, we know they're going to lose, but we know that. And they're going in and they, in two years from now, I'd be surprised if they're not a contender, if they're not in the playoffs at the very least, right? 
uh, the Toronto Blue Jays a couple years ago. 2015, was it, or 2016, they make a run. But Donaldson's not there anymore. Bautista's not there anymore. Pilar's not there anymore. Tulowitzki's not there. Encarnacion, like, you know, they cleaned house, but they had a vision. And, you know, 2018, 19, you could tell that Vladdy and Bo and whoever it might be from the, they continue to move parts, but, you know, they're moving with the same nucleus. You knew that it was coming. Now, this year, they nearly made the playoffs. It came down to the last, and baseball's harder than hockey to make the playoffs, given just on team numbers alone. But, uh, you know, they were right there. They were knocking on the door. It was entertaining. But with the Habs, I don't know. I don't see that. Think about all the teams that have had a lot of success in the last, say, 10 or 15 years. Let's say multiple cups. Okay, let's say Chicago, L.A., Pittsburgh. There was a point at the beginning of all that where you Patrick Kane or Sidney Crosby would go end to end, but they were in last place, right? But you could see, okay, let's add some, oh, Jonathan Tabe stepped in. Okay, who's this Duncan Keefe? Wow, he's pretty good, right? All of a sudden, they're building something, and you knew it was going to come. At least an opportunity, right? The Leafs are in that mode now, where they win or they lose. When, when Marner and Matthews and all them started, we gave them a bone, we waited, and all you can ask is to be in contention. Now, what they do with that wand that's been, the baton that's been passed, I mean, who knows? But the Leafs are a contender. But the Habs aren't a contender. Uh, it's funny how just a few months can change things, but they're not a contender, and I don't really see much coming up. There are bright spots, but overall, I don't know. And it's not entirely their fault either. I mean, they... Yeah, I mean, injuries are one thing, but, you know, when you have your leader, your captain, one of the best defensemen of his era, just go down with injury and, and retire, pretty much, is what, what I'm led to believe is happening. You know, like I said, it's just like throwing money in the wind. It's gone. It's an asset gone. Carey Price is good. He's great. He's wonderful. But is he going to come in and win them games? I, I don't know. And do you want a guy who's an aging superstar, arguably the best of his era at his position. Do you want him just being able to win you a few games and bring you closer to 500? Not me. I'd be trading him for the, I love the guy too and everything he stands for and love the Habs, but I'm saying best for both worlds, get what you can. Um, I know it sounds doom and gloom, but you're either, a contender or you're rebuilding, but pick a lane and uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but uh, yeah, uh, good luck to the Habs. And uh, that's what I would do. Okay. I get a lot of these questions. I would clean house, trade what I could and build. I don't think there's many other places you can go. And I think losing guys like Dano and Corey Perry even are huge. People don't realize that. They don't think no one brings up, oh, they lost Corey Perry. But again, Corey Perry is not a regular season. He is. He's good in the regular season. But last year's playoff, he was fantastic. Why? Because he's Corey fucking Perry. And he's the kind of guy that steps up in the playoffs. But he's gone. You know? Deneau was a great player two ways gone. Weber's not even playing. Uh, Price isn't playing. You know, I'm glad Joanne is back, but I, I just find him real soft as a player. He needs a supporting cast. I don't know if Jonathan Joanne is going to take you to the promised land. 
Um, you know? So, yeah, that sounds gloomy. I guess it kind of is. I wish them luck, but I don't see much positivity coming up in the future. Get rid of all of it. Someone hire Bergevin. I think he's an asset, just not in Montreal. Uh, what else? The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restriction supply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ah, uh, my books. Okay. If you want a book for Christmas, uh, say the new one, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, go to flankerpress.com, Okay. So before I left to come to Sudbury, I signed a bunch, I don't know, 50 or 100. And so if you order one, it's going to come signed. So all I can say is that if you order it and you send it to me afterwards, I'll send it back. Normally, like I said, I take the orders myself. I go do it. I send it out to you. I make it a little thing, but I, I just didn't have the time to do it. And I brought up 30 books up here and I, they're already gone. Um, and it just, you know, it's, it's carting those around is heavy, if nothing else. Um, so, yeah, flankerpress.com. If you'd like one personalized immediately, go to eoldford, O-L-D-F-O-R-D, eoldford, E-O-L-D-F-O-R-D at flankerpress.com. Let him know. And uh, I'll personalize it for you. And now I'm not going to be back in Newfoundland until December the 15th. I thought it was the 20th, but it's going to be the 15th. But I can get it out immediately. So if you send that message, if you just want it signed, flankerpress.com, they'll send it out to you now for, I, I believe, 10 bucks cheaper than I was doing it before because... Um, well, for, for many reasons, but we work together and uh, Flanker are awesome and they gave me a, a good deal for my fans and my listeners and those who wanted to get my books, whatever it is, I guess, yeah, my fans. Who the fuck am I, Tom Cruise? Like, my fans. Listeners to the podcast generally are the ones buying the books. So there's a bunch signed there for you. So flankerpress.com, okay, I'm rambling. Um, as far as tales of a first round nothing, I got a bunch of those at home too. So, you know, if you want it, just go to Amazon or ECW.com. But if you want it signed, okay, I'm going to be back there December 15th. It's only 10 days is what I'm saying until Christmas. So I can't guarantee it's going to get there. But if you order it now, it'll come signed. 
And then, of course, track me down wherever I am, send it to me, and I'll send it right back. No charge whatsoever, I promise. So if you order it now, I will personalize it in the future. And I promise you, I'm not going to charge you anything for it. Okay? There we go. So flankerpress.com for Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore. And uh, Tales of a first round nothing you can get simply at ecw you can get it on amazon it's been out longer there's all kinds of places you might even buy a used one if you want whatever floats your boat and uh i'm going to try try to uh anyway i'm going to do some appearances up here i don't know where they're going to be yet and i might even go out west in january but just stay tuned okay i'm a guy that i know what's coming up i've got plans the specifics no fucking idea. Um, but, you know, number one for this week and this month is Shorzy, obviously. But, you know, I'm really making these plans to be I'm, I'm going to go and do some live podcasts, do some speaking appearances. Got a bunch coming up in the new year that's that have been put off because of the pandemic. So. Um, yeah, that's that. Um, what else? You know what? Let me open up my phone and go to a random question before I take off here. Okay, I'm gonna, I love answering questions from uh, Northern BC because I know, well, anyway, so this guy's from Quinnell, my, my uh, I wouldn't say my second home, but one of my homes for sure. I, um, as most of you know, spent two years there coming of age years in high school, playing for the Quinnell Millionaires as a 14 and 15 year old. So the question is, what's the craziest brawl you've ever gotten in? And this comes from Michael in Quinnell. So Mike, I've gotten in a few, especially those years in the Western League was probably the most brawls or line brawls, you know, a brawl's a brawl, I guess, you know, brawls, everybody's fucking fighting. They're, uh, they can be scary. They can be fun, though. It can be dangerous, but it's like riding a roller coaster, right? Like, you're kind of nervous to go on there, but they are. As a group, ah, they're, they're fun. Unless someone gets majorly injured and you never want that, they usually spark a team, right? And they're, you don't want to be line brawling every day because it would fucking suck. But once in a while, especially back then when there was less suspensions, just like you'd look down the bench and – It'd be like four to one for Seattle and Craig Stahl and Jeremy Thompson. Or, I mean, I'd fight, but I wouldn't often be the guy to like just run the goalie through the net. <laughs> and the boys would do that for sure. And then all of a sudden, she's a fucking Donnybrook, right? And they started penalizing that a little bit heavier. But, but anyway, um, it probably would be, honestly, Mike, it would be in Quinnell. So we were playing in Grand Prairie. I remember this like it's yesterday. 15 years old. And again, I'd been, I'd had fights. And I'd, I'd even seen line brawls. Again, I'm 15, so like I'm two years into playing junior, not even. It's the Rocky Mountain Junior Hockey League, a junior A league. It's all the BCJ now. But, um, you know, it's, it's pretty good hockey. And like I said, it's, it's real tough. But I had never – I'd seen one-on-one -on -one fights, okay, and maybe the odd – semi-line brawl but in this particular case the fans were giving us shit so towards the end of the game when you know you I, I don't remember if we won or we lost uh 
But towards the end of the game, there was a scrum. It, it wasn't towards the end of the game. It was at the end of the game, to be honest, because the, the door opened. So pitcher, teams go, you know, you, you tap the goalie on the pads, whatever, after a game, you know, good try or good win or whatever it's going to be. Again, I can't remember if we won or we lost. I think I had four goals, though. I remember that. And at least four. That's true. I'm not fucking bragging or I guess I kind of am. But I do remember that particular game. I was pumped. I was at a four-goal game. Because I remember that was the highlight until this point. So we're going down. Um, I was standing right next to Dave standing. Davey, where are you? Shoot me a note. I haven't talked to you in a while. And the, the Zamboni doors kind of opened up, but it was also where we went off to go to our dressing room. You know what I mean? It was like in the corner by the net. So they had trickled down that way as well. I can't remember if their team, if it was just bad organization that they were going out of the same exit that we were but it erupted around that area. So some of our guys were already in, in the dressing room, only three or four, most were on the ice or in, in the process of getting off the ice. So anyway, it spills into the stands. One of our players, I believe it was Todd Christensen. If only played a few games with us way back then, correct me if I'm wrong, Spence, I know you're listening, Chris Spencer. Um, but anyway, and then with that, Spence went up. So we, we all of a sudden, we're, we're in the stands. It's like Mike Milbury with the shoe. So I look over. I don't know what to do, but it's, it's a shit show. Now you would be thinking like lawsuits. Oh, fuck, I never talk about this. But anyway, at the time I'm looking and I, it, it's crazy, but to me, it's kind of funny. So anyway, one of the fans is giving me shit and he was taking the fries and he was like throwing them at guys. So I just grabbed... Like he had his fries in his hand and they were close to his face because he was taking them. And, he, and I just remember grabbing the fries and just smearing them in his face. And then it was full on. It was full on in the crowd with the crowd. Quinell Millionaires, at least six or seven of us, full on fight. Uh, man, if there was camera phones or whatever, I don't even think this is on film anywhere. Anyway, that was probably the craziest because the fight went on with the players and with the fans. The refs were into it. I remember the rink attendant was into it. It was just a complete shit show. I say it. I, it's funny, you know, what, what you're used to in hockey. I say this with a smile because looking back, yeah, fuck. I look at it. It was funny more than anything. Would there have been lawsuits? A thousand percent of it happened today. There was people getting their fucking feet stepped on. It was nuts. Anyway, that was probably the crazy, craziest, like no rules brawl that I'd been in but there was one off ice and uh, that was about three or four years ago we were over shooting the film Frontier or fuck the show Frontier season three in Europe and uh, you know you know the drill I name dropped Jason Momoa too much but anyway we were over there with him and he'd already gone back but it was the crew it was locals in this place we were Bambra B-A-M-B-R-U-G-H it's Northern England. It's probably not even an hour from Scotland. I know Edinburgh, we, we used to go up to Edinburgh here and there. And there's you know, like probably like 500 people. It's one of these old places. Like we were, we were torn around these castles. So where there would be these castles back in the day, they would have, I don't know what you call them, but you know, around the castle would be a little area for like the King's men or the townspeople, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But little villages. <laughs> <coughs> so we're in this village town 
in a bar that was much too packed because we had the cast and crew in there. You know, it probably held a hundred, but it would never really be too full. But in this particular time, it was cast crew and people heard Jason Momoa was in there. So they, you know, it's a, it's a small village, but there's, it, there's probably a hundred small villages in the area, right? Doesn't take more than five minutes to get to the next one. It's just the way it is. Northumbria, I think they call the area, Northumberland or Northumbria. So anyway, it's, it was, it was roadhouse. Someone chirped at one of the crew. Everybody was drinking. The crew struck back. And the next thing, there was tables flying. There was beer bottles going. There was, I remember I was sitting with a bunch of girls telling a story as I do. So my, my reaction was just to grab the girls and pull the table on top of us. And I wasn't trying to be a hero either. But I mean, within the, you know, 80 fucking guys, 20 girls. I'm probably going to at some point go over and start talking to the girls, if nothing else, for a change of scenery. You know how much testosterone was in there? Everybody wanted to talk with Jason Moa Moa about fucking warriors and Game of Thrones and Aquaman or whatever. And everybody that knows anything about hockey wants to talk to me about hockey fights. And everybody's drinking and it's mostly guys. And they're all in that mode, right? Like UFC kind of viewing mode. Anyway, so I just went over and I remember talking to a few of the girls, but it went up and there was, that's probably the biggest without getting into specifics. I mean, there was fist fights everywhere. There was, you know, 10 or a dozen going on at once. That was probably the biggest bar room brawl that I've ever been in. I, and I try to stay away from them. I don't know that I've been in many bar fights and it's not always lack of balls for those that are thinking about it. You know, if you're out there and you have a few drinks and you want to get in a bar fight, I just never think it's a good idea. Um, it's a lose-lose. Let's be honest. We're adults. At least most people listening to this. To get in a fight over something at a bar, usually it's usually a girl or something stupid or, hey, did you call me an asshole? I just find it so pathetic and, and childish. Uh, not to mention the lawsuits that can happen and the injuries. Fuck, these guys throwing down. Yeah, you want to fucking, your head hits the pavement, you're loaded. Now, my reaction when I get drunk is to have fun. I, I might, I definitely talk too much. Um, but, you know, music, women, um, camaraderie, uh, conversation. Um, oh, just one second, someone at the door. Sorry about that. There was a knock at the hotel door there. This is a mess, by the way. So if you're if if people are still listening, I apologize. And like I said, I will have Nasty Marasty. I'm going to have Jordan Nolan, Brandon Nolan, Jared Kiso, Tessia Telez. I'm going to have them all on this program. I'm going to figure out the fucking Wi-Fi. But here at the Radisson Sudbury, it just ain't playing ball today. So um, I hope these ramblings are OK to tide you over until Monday or Tuesday when we have Nasty on for real. Um, I can't remember what I was talking about. One more question, though, I guess. So another Mike. Uh, okay, Mike in St. John, New Brunswick, wants to know who I think the most underrated player is in the NHL. Oh, God. I should have read that first and made notes. Off the top of my head, Barkoff. Off the top of my head, Barkoff. And maybe it's – and maybe Huberto after that, but I think because they play on Florida maybe. But – um. There's not too many. Yeah, I don't think there's too many better than Alexander. Or is it Alex Barkov? Uh, 
but he's um, he's big, he's talented, he's finesse, he's got unbelievable hockey IQ, and I is one of the most entertaining players to watch. Of course, the market he plays in doesn't, you know, Florida don't get a lot of fans, they don't get a lot of love online. Um, they often get forgotten about, but I think, okay, I think if I was going to start an NHL team, I don't know, but I'd even, well, okay, McDavid, we're notwithstanding, but outside of that, I don't know, but I'd choose him. Uh, maybe Matthews before him. I don't even know because of age. Uh, you know, I love Ovi. If it was 10 years ago, I'd take Ovi, but, you know, none of those older guys because Barkov's a young, young uh, whippersnapper. But yeah, that's it. Without rambling too much, I think uh, uh, Alex Barkov is one of the best players, not only in the NHL now, but of, of his generation. So, and I do think that Florida are going to do something with it. I love how the rivalry with Tampa and Florida is really heating up. And I, I hope they get some more fans because they're a fantastic team to watch. And you know what? I'd love to see Florida win it. And I hope uh, Barkov is all right. I know he's injured right now. Great player to watch. But like I said, folks, last time I'll say it, apologies. Uh, but uh, I'll have a guest next week in a few days. Nonetheless, check out Wedgwood Cafe, will you? If you're home, Elizabeth Avenue, get some catering. Wedgwood Cafe, Peter Wedgwood, one of my real good buddies. Shout out to Blair Connolly. Blair's at home now, and uh, we had a fundraiser. Blair's having a little bit of uh, a setback health-wise, but I know he'll rebound, and I wanted to be there on November 12th. I just couldn't be. Zonk Connolly, we call him. Zonk, I love you. You're one of my best friends ever, and I can't wait to see you again. But circumstances, circumstances, you know, I couldn't be there for you, but uh, I'm here for you. I couldn't be there physically on, on November 12th. Uh, Penny Posh, check it out. Christmas, why not? Penny Posh Designs. And if you want a hoodie, I'll even throw in a book for a decent price. Just uh, DM me for details. PennyPoshDesigns.com. Women with women's wear. Reimagined. TJ's Pub. Check it out. Uh, green Sleeves, downtown Green Sleeves, uptown. If you're in St. John's, go out and support lo local businesses anyway. But check those places out. Last but not least, Trinity Pub, one of my favorite watering holes to have a beer. The Manning Brothers, what guys, love them. Um, check that place out too. Uh, and that's it. This has been episode 78. Thanks for bearing with me, folks. And uh, like I said, we'll have this all figured out soon. I am excited about Shorzy. Check it out in the spring. Thanks for tuning in. Sudbury Wolves tonight. Go Wolves, go. If you're in the area, we'll be there having a beer. This has been episode 78. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging in. See you soon. Catch you on the rebound. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>